Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today, we are taking a virtual trip to Canada to chat with Katrina Engelhardt. Katrina is an award-winning author born and bred in Montreal. She gifted us with her latest book, The Twin Flame, which is part of the Scottish Scrolls series. So, Katrina, welcome to the RV. Thank you so much, Lucia. If I can pronounce it the Italian way, whatever you prefer. <laughs> I love it. So, welcome <laughs> to the RV it's winter time, and I've heard Toronto is pretty chilly right now. So how how do you and your husband like to spend your time during these cold months? Oh, actually, I was just checking my phone. It's minus eight, but I think it feels a lot colder because we get it gets pretty windy here. Um, honestly, we're from Montreal, so we're used to a lot colder. So, I mean, it's cold where we don't love it, but it's all right. We deal with it. And uh, luckily, he works from home sometimes. And uh, other times he has to go in to the uh, to the office. And I work from home and also do uh, some casual work at CBC, which is like the CBC News in Canada. So I work as an assistant director. So I get to go in once in a while, which I love. I love not doing the nine to five thing. So we deal we deal pretty good because we get the comfort of home a lot of the time. Actually, I lived in cold places in Germany, for example, and Pittsburgh. Oh. Pittsburgh was very cold. And my favorite thing was to watch movies and eat popcorn. I was addicted to movies and popcorn. Oh, yeah. At night, that's, we're, we're watching The Bear right now, which won like all of the comedy awards at the Emmys. So at night, that's what we're doing. We're watching The Bear. We're watching the old, the original Frasier episodes and, uh, and just eating that popcorn. Yes. So good. Katrina, you describe yourself as a bunny advocate, <laughs> which I love. It's so cute. So when did your love for bunnies begin? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I've always, I've always like been drawn to them. I've always loved them, but I guess because my my parents never allowed me to have a dog, I've always dreamed of having a dog. Um, one day, I kind of my friend's uncle had like bunnies that ended up having bunnies, and he was giving them away at the time. And I just kind of came home with one, and I didn't tell my parents. I'm like, well, I'm this is my pet now. And you're going to deal with it since I'm not allowed to have a dog. 
And um, I've been learning a lot about bunnies ever since. Um, they're complicated and I'm just in love with them. They're not what they seem. You can't just kind of pick them up whenever you want and cuddle them to death. They're fluffy and adorable, but they need their space. They're kind of like cats in that way, right? Bunnies are so adorable. And as I told you before, my daughter has a bunny called Ned. He's actually a character of my children's book, Zoe the Crab. And he doesn't like being cuddled, at least by, yeah. by me. He's He just do what he wants. He's independent. They do do what they want. But what I noticed is um, my first bunny was um, magic. Uh, and he he was he lived till 11 and a half years. And only towards the like middle age of his life, I would say, like maybe as of, you know, eight years old, he started getting better, like cuddlier. So it does take a while. Like I started being able to kind of scoop him up and bring him with me on the couch and he would stay there and I would pet him and, you know, but uh, I have these guys now, these new guys, Sterling and Onyx. <laughs> their brothers um they cuddle each other quite a bit and uh they 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 let me get with them on the floor and pet them and like play a little but i i don't regularly pick them up but i think it'll come with time you have to be patient with bunnies sometimes cats are like this as well yeah and how is the dynamic between onyx sterling and your dog nessie are they yeah. best buds um oh, well the onyx and sterling are absolutely best buds they tolerate nessie uh she loves kind of racing into their room because they take over my office that's basically their their hub and she'll race in there sometimes and like chase them and play and they'll entertain her for about 10 seconds and then they're like okay i'm done <laughs> but they're not scared they're very good they let her know like listen that's it. I'm done. And she and I kind of have to call her out because she'll get really excited. But she's so sweet with them. They're very patient with her. I've seen uh, sometimes I'll give her a bone and she disappears. And I see she brings it to their room and she just wants to like eat it there. She just wants to be with them. So she's sweet. She knows it's her it's her brother's. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice. And I see that Nessie is an adopted dog. How did you and her found each other in Puerto Rico. Her, uh, she, you were she, right. She, uh, her. Uh, so she's from Puerto Rico. I um, I was looking. I actually, it was an app called Pet Finder, and um, I had found another dog at first, and it was a part of this rescue that's called Make a Difference Rescue. And I had to cross the border to New York State from Toronto. So, but we were really like we looked into the dog. We were very excited. Uh, and then I, I started messaging with the person who was coordinating at the rescue. And she said, you know, we have quite a few other ones. If you have a bunny, because at the time I had magic, my bunny, she said, you know, this guy that you're interested in, he's not very calm. Maybe you want to come take a look. I have other dogs. I have one in mind that she's very, very docile. So I said, okay, sure. So we went there with the intention of we're bringing home one of these dogs. <laughs> And she was right. We met the first one and um, and uh, that first one was not a good fit. And uh, and then this is and then I see Nessie in a room full of full of dogs that are, you know, hyper barking, kind of like asking for attention. And she's kind of just sitting in the back, her ears, her ears like like not down, but just kind of like not not as like alert as the others and just 
waiting for attention. And I looked at her and I just scooped her up easily with one hand. And she just licked my face, just like a very big lick on the cheek. And I said, okay, this one has to be, this one has to be it. And so what it is, is these, this rescue, I love what they do. They work with homeless dogs in Puerto Rico to help them get adopted in North America. So that's, they coordinate with dogs. But I did not find her myself in Puerto Rico. Although I've been to Puerto Rico, but I, I did not find Nessie there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was thinking about all these, you know, yeah. transit, airplanes would be a little bit complicated. And I think that adopting pets is such a special journey. It is. It took so much time to to like kind of break her in because you know there's there's trauma for sure. But it's so worth it. They they're so appreciative. They're so smart. They know that they're in a great place now, and they'll like they'll just kind of like they show their appreciation. Yes. And Katrina, how has your connection with animals? influenced your writing oh that's such a good question I don't know if I have a good enough answer for you <laughs> um I think any pet lover has this extra sense or sensitivity or uh like they're more receptive to other uh ways of speaking I don't know if that makes any sense and I and I guess that affects the way I might write for someone else another character or like wanting to incorporate animals and in, into my uh, into my story and which I I have in in other ways uh, my main character can actually communicate with animals so I think my love for for animals definitely comes through in that way mm -hmm. yes good um <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your journey have you always wanted to be a writer Katrina Always. Uh, oh, I shouldn't say always. I started off, I was obsessed with television and books. And I thought I want to, uh, I want to be an actor. Well, that was my first thought because I wanted to be part of storytelling and I wanted to make people laugh and I wanted to make people really engaged. Um, and then I realized like, I, I'm not an actor. I, I prefer being the one who tells and writes, who writes the story. Um, so Harry Potter got me really obsessed with with uh, reading, of course, and uh, I I knew after that that I had to I had to do the same thing for other people, and I wanted to inspire others and take them, whisk them away into another world, and just make magic feel really real. I thought that was that was just like an important part of being a a kid, even being a teenager, and it's followed me through now in adulthood. I always look for magic around me. So, and I I see that your passion for mysticism yeah parallel planes shine through your work how do these elements influence your writing and what draws you to explore such enchanting themes <laughs> oh i love your questions okay so hmm, i guess i i always knew i'm 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 not a super logical thinker in the sense that whatever is around me is what it is. I think I think there's it's such a vast universe and I choose to believe that there are other uh, other existences uh, on the planet and stuff. And I do read a lot of new age works and while some of them I don't agree with, some of them are I do and other times I'm just inspired by the ideas behind them. So that just kind of seeps into my my writing because like I said earlier, I just love magic feeling very real. So the more, and that's my logic, I guess, the more logical I can make magic feel to others, 
like, hey, there's a backstory behind this. This isn't entirely made up, you know, like there are this many planes of existence according to this person. And, you know, people have had experiences uh, switching dimensions just for a second and they felt like they were somewhere else. Like, I love that idea. Real or not doesn't matter. It's such an amazing concept. So that's the sort of thing I like that I like weaving into mm -hmm. my story. There are so many things that we have <laughs> no idea that are around us. I don't know. I have yeah. this same feeling. Yeah, it's a feeling and it's I think it's um an artist thing too. We can't help but just look around and look or look elsewhere, like look beyond. And it's just I think it's our job to do that. Yes, exactly. And let's talk about the Scottish scrolls. <laughs> um I know that you love Ireland and Scotland, of course. I was <laughs> reading, yeah, I was reading, browsing your website. And to visit both countries, and then you decided to write this book. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I definitely visited. I was, I visited Ireland and Scotland while I was writing the first book. The first book was actually my thesis for my creative writing. It was my master's thesis. So I had like four years to write it. So during that time, I was researching a lot and I was and I visited. I did um, I did. How long did I do? Three weeks. And I did Ireland and Scotland and a lot of the places in the first book. Um, I, I think nearly all of them are, vis are places I've seen and was completely mesmerized by. And uh, I have an equal love for Scotland. Like I just, I like when I got there, I was like, okay, this is, this just feels like home. I just need a place here on, on a lake. Like I just need to live here half my half, half the year or something. It's a long-term goal, honestly, retirement or whatever. I'm going to have a house there, mark my words. <laughs> so Hopefully. Um, yeah, I did. And it was wonderful. I did my best to really get uh, like speak with the locals and tour guides and hear their stories. And I try to be as accurate and authentic as possible. I'm not Scottish or Irish. I'll, I will not pretend to know more than they do. Absolutely not. So I do have an outsider perspective, but I think that's what adds to McKenna's kind of like wow factor. She's an outsider too. And she sees it like I do like, just like, wow, that's, that's magical. This there's something special about these places. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And was there something about their landscape that oh, inspired? Uh, this is in Northern Ireland. One of my favorite stories is uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Giant's Causeway. No. Uh, it's a beautiful yes yes I saw I saw they made yes oh perfect yeah no it's such an it's ridiculous like it's it's a 
uh, the, the landscape makes kind of no sense. It's like a um, a land uh, formation. May, uh, it was formed by by an, a volcano erupting, and so there are all these columns that go down to the ocean floor, and they're perfect, perfect hexagons. You can walk all over them, and it's just kind of crazy when you're there. You think, yes, it's science, but it's also so magical. And that's something that I incorporate in a, into the story. And, and like the legend behind it is about these two giants uh, who had a fight. And uh, and there's like there's like kind of a bridge of these columns that go all the way to the island in Scotland across the water. But it breaks at a certain point. So the whole there's a long story behind it, which I tell in my book. I can't say it all. It's like okay. I'll, I'll be so you're 20 boring. minutes. But but yeah, it's kind of cute in the sense that uh, the idea is that the giant ended up running away from the other one. And then this is where that bridge bridge sort of like ends between uh, Northern Ireland and Scotland. Uh, anyway, it's good to know that uh, you tell this story in your book. Actually, can you give us a sneak peek just to have an idea? <laughs> Don't give up much, but. I would love to, yes. So it's a seven in book one, The Wise One. It's a 17-year-old named McKenna. Uh, so she lives in a small, small town, a made-up town, uh, <laughs> called Aberdonia Woods. Uh, it's right outside Boston. She lives with her two dads, and it's 1991, so it's not something that is very common back then. So she was always kind of felt like an outcast. Uh, she felt kind of uh, you know, not fitting in. And although she had a beautiful upbringing herself, no one really understood that. So that plus the fact that she's always kind of felt a little weird, like there's something different about her, uh, just made her uh, just made her not super, you know, sociable and likable to others. But uh, anyway, on her 17th birthday, she wakes up from a nightmare of being burned at the stake. And that kind of awakens something in her. And she she has these, so all these weird things she's always thought about herself kind of enhanced. So she sees, um, she has a bit of telekinetic abilities. All of a sudden she can sort of feel which other people are feeling and all these sort of weird things. And she finds out that uh, her dads end up telling her the truth and say, you know, you actually have, your birth mother is actually some kind of mystic. They didn't know what she, they didn't know very much about it. Uh, and there's a whole history behind it. And she said, well, listen, I need answers and I'm going to find her. So she she sets off to Ireland and to find out more about her birth mother and more about her abilities and her destiny. And it's all tied to this prophecy. Um, and yeah, I won't say more than that. I guess if you're if that piques your interest, it's very it's very witchy and mystical. And uh, I try to weave in as much of the. Uh, Ireland's history as possible too. Uh -huh. There's a, it takes place in 1991, so it's a difficult time there. There were the troubles going on. There was that conflict with Northern Ireland. So yeah, yeah. that's what, that's the gist. <laughs> Basically, Makina is a witch. She is a witch. Okay. <laughs> is she inspired? Uh, what inspired the creation of Makina as a witch in this story, or is she based on any? That's um a character that you she's not based on any character uh, i always watched and read things with witches as characters so like i grew up with charmed also and that kind of thing <laughs> uh so she's she's a teenage witch but i won't say too much but there are past life ties with her and they're tied to real life accused witches and uh, so there's a history lesson there about um about some some witches that 
that uh, unfortunately, you know, got burned or or yeah. in some way. And so there's that's a big theme too, and it's because it's very important important to know. And, and like, of course, a lot of those accused people were not at all practicing any sort of witchcraft. They were just women. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like a terrible, terrible, terrible um, pass. And it's something I bring I bring to the table because I think that's such an important history. I think you had to research a mm. lot to write yeah, about these. There was a lot of, yes, there's a lot of research. One of the, one of the witches is uh, in the book is uh, like a kind of a legend in one of the towns I visited called Kilkenny, Ireland. And, uh, and yeah, I, I guess I won't dive into it, but it, it was, uh, it was, it's a terrible and a sad and devastating story. And And I, I just wanted it. I was so affected by it when I learned about it. So I'm like, okay, this is going in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Katrina, before we finish this interview, would you like to leave a message for our listeners today? Oh, well, yes. I think it's just like I was saying, I think art is so important. Keep telling your story. I keep saying, like, don't be threatened by, like, robots. <laughs> Because, you know, like, all these things that are starting to write for us now and people claiming that um, artists are going to be obsolete soon. I just, it, lately, my messaging is is that. It's like, you know what? No, uh, this is humanity. Hum- humans should make art. Humans need to make art, and we need to share it. So if you have a story, don't worry about marketing. Don't worry about writing for the market. Like, for instance, like, oh, vampires are in. I got to write about vampires. Right? If you've got a story and you just write it, and someone's going to want to read it. And it's it's in you because because you need to you need to tell it yes i love this i love <laughs> this advice actually i don't believe artificial intelligence will be able to get a soul because exactly. for, to write you need to write from your soul a hundred percent and it's cheesy but it, it's true like we get in i think we get inspired by something else and yeah no there's something if ever anyone wants to read wants to be inspired a little bit uh, about creating your art and not worrying too much about anything um, attached to that. No, no like pressure attached to it. Please read Big Magic by Elizabeth. Oh, what's her last name? Gilbert? Is that her name? Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. Yes. Eat, Pray and Love. Exactly. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love and Big Magic. I think I read it twice because it's like you need it sometimes to just fuel you. It's such a beautiful, well-explained book. Um, and anyway, just if you need some inspiration, that's that's a really good one. Thank you. I'll get this book. <laughs> oh, yes, please do. Let me know. Let me know. Katrina, I want to say thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today. Please tell us where can we find you online and, of yes. course, your books. I just want to say, first of all, you're the sweetest. <laughs> This was so nice. Thank you for having me. Uh, I, I I feel like it went by so fast and I could talk to you for a very, very long time. So uh, you can get my books. You can get my books uh, and at any bookstore online. Uh, and of course, Amazon. You can go to my website, www.katieanglehart.com. Do people still say www? Sorry, that was really old yes. school. <laughs> <laughs> So katieanglehart.com, please subscribe to my newsletter. I share uh, like monthly. I could try to be more frequent, but I don't flood your inbox. Uh, I share some news about the books and some magic and mysticism and things about Scotland and Ireland. I am going to Scotland by myself soon to 
just do some writing for book three and I'll be sharing some adventures. So yeah, if you want to follow that, subscribe and uh, I'll be on Instagram too, KT underscore Engelhart. Sounds fantastic. Scotland and Ireland are on my bucket list. Let's see if I can make, you know, this dream come true. And for our listeners, please subscribe to Katrina's website and check out her book, The Twin Flame. is the second book in the Scottish Scrolls series. Thank you very much for and see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.